Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hardwood Nation podcast with your boy C.L. Anthony and my little main man, Bryce Ward. What's going on, Bryce? Uh, same old buddy. How are you? Did you just shoot me a bird? No, I waved. I thought you shot I... me a bird. <laughs> you this thing little... starting off great. You belligerent little shit. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> Continue, Lord have mercy. You may continue. <clears throat> I may stay black and die. That's what I may do. <laughs> I would hope so. You might have, have some skin condition if not. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, basketball fans, here we go. The NBA Finals are tied up at two games apiece. Stephen Curry went God mode in Game Four, dropped forty-three points. Andrew Wiggins has been playing well. Clay Thompson has been hit or miss. Bryce, with the finals being tied 2-2, with two of the next three games being in Golden State, where do you see this landing? <clears throat> um, huh. I'm just going to say game seven and Golden State wins. <clears throat> Got it. I'm going to say Boston's not going to win another game. This is going to be wrapped up in Boston in game six, and I'm going to be delighted. <laughs> to see I think the that's faces. what I said in the beginning. That is what you I said. I think when we first yes. predicted, I said going to stay in six. Yes. I, I want to see that fan base shit it on. Pardon my I don't French. think that's going to happen. <clears throat> sorry, not sorry. I want to see the NBA's agenda shitting on. God knows I'm making a lot of people mad right now. I want to see the NBA's new golden boy <laughs> sitting on. <laughs> That's what, and he's having a horrible shooting series, by the way. He, he, he's shooting very badly. Um, very poorly, I'm going to say. Um, so, what are the odds, considering that we both have Golden State winning the series, what are the odds that Boston's going to be back here next year? <clears throat> I think they're high. Well, I just want to hear what you got to say. Yeah, well, and um, of all the teams kind of making these runs, I think Boston has uh, one of the younger teams, one of the more younger experienced teams. So I think they'll be right back. Um, they're only going to be better. <clears throat> What's funny is uh, the way our predictions have went, I think the chances of Boston winning just went up because we both just picked Golden State. So Boston's gonna like win in two games now, just to just to piss you off. Um, that's that's probably what's gonna happen. Tatum's gonna like not miss this next game, <laughs> or go to the line like twenty something times. Dude, we'll see. He, he, he's like shooting in in the high high thirty percentile um, from the field in this series. Like, he, I mean, he, he's a volume shooter, so. We God knows he loves Kobe Bryant. So if, if that's the part of Kobe's game you want to emulate, go right ahead because he he is a volume shooter. Um, the the other stuff with Kobe is a bit cringe at this point. Uh, like I told you earlier in the week, he is not Kobe Bryant. No matter how much they try to make it happen, mm -hmm. he's not that as of yet. Could he get there last next year? <clears throat> yeah, but he has to take a major L, and I think that major L is coming. <laughs> In a couple of more 
a couple of more games. Um, but no, from from what I've heard, because I've been on vacation, from what I've heard, it's been an okay series. Um, and the NBA is getting what they want. They're guaranteed at least six or seven games. So we, we know the NBA doesn't like short series, especially for the NBA uh, for the NBA finals. So it should be a very good close. But yes, I am mm-hmm. highly, highly, highly excited for the prospect of Golden State pulling this off. Let me ask you this question. Steve Kerr benched Draymond Green in the fourth quarter. How do you feel about that? Yeah, you got to do what you feel is right, <clears throat> no matter who the player is. You got to go with with who's playing well, especially in, I mean, these are your final games. These are for everything. So there's no, you know, if Steve Kerr, look, <clears throat> he's not a new coach with that team or anything. These guys have so much history together. They have so much faith in each other. <clears throat> We've heard Draymond talk about himself before when he's not been playing well. If Steve Kerr feels like he's got to do that, I'm, I know the team's got his back, and if they win, then he looks like, you know, he made the right choice, obviously. So um, you do what you got to do, and, you, and they won. So you can't say winning fixes everything. No matter what the decision is, if you win, it doesn't matter. So, <clears throat> you know, it is a kind of a gutsy call, but Steve Kerr is a gutsy kind of coach, I feel like. Right, right. Like he he he's not soft at at all. So um, you know, it paid off. You know, kudos to him. Oh yeah, de- de- definitely. So we're we're gonna move move right along. We're gonna blow through these topics today. I can already tell. So last week on our podcast, I talked about a story where something was brewing in Utah. What I didn't know was was that the shit was gonna hit the fan. Hours, literally hours later, okay, because we talked about the coaching situation and how he's not going to be there much longer, yada, yada, yada. So from the posting of our podcast, probably four to five hours later, Quinn Snyder stepped down. Then reports started flying that Donovan Mitchell wasn't happy because he was a Quinn Snyder guy. Then all of a sudden, teams started calling Utah, hey, you want to give us Mitchell? So... (laughs) All of this well, happened, of right? But, <clears throat> so Utah said, no, we're not going to take any more calls about Donovan Mitchell. Apparently, they're going to take calls about Rudy Gobert. If you're Utah and your number one star player's coach step, steps down, um, would you take phone calls for him still, or would you just be like, nah, we're going to make this guy play with us? No, um, they immediately, <clears throat> it sounds like what they're going to do then, because the choice was obviously either Gobert or Mitchell, and we talked, and it seems like the, for us, anyways, the obvious choice is you pick Mitchell, mm-hmm. younger, you know, guard, whatever, however. So that, that was what we thought. And so I think what they do is just let him come in. And they're like, hey, you obviously mean a lot to us. Um, we want to consult you and have you in on the decision-making on who we hire as our next head coach. We know you liked Quinn Snyder. We felt like it was a mutual time to move on and say, you know, what would you like to see going forward? And I think that's how you keep him if you're Utah. So I I, I think whoever they talk about or whoever they interview as a head coach, they're going to have 
Mitchell's opinion on already. So whoever they bring in will be Mitchell approved already is how I feel. Right. And then they'll probably look to trade Gobert. Right, right. And he'll probably be, you know, referenced for what he wants on that side too. Now, whether or not this all works, that's a different story. But I think I think that's based on what we've seen in the past. I think that's kind of like maybe where they're going right now. Utah may be a hard sell for someone to want to go to. It may, it may be a hard sell. As great as Mitchell is and as great as that fan base is, it really might be a hard sell. There's a couple of teams mm-hmm. out there. We briefly talked about the Magic last week when we talked about this scenario possibly happen. There's another team that intrigues me, and that's Dallas. Um, go bear to maybe Dallas. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, their big's horrible. You know how I feel about Gobert. He, he's ineffective offensively. But as ineffective as Gobert is, he's still better than the big they got now. I can't think of a little light-skinned guy named Powell. I believe that's what his name. Um, so Dallas is really interesting, a, a very interesting landing spot for Gobert. I've also seen Phoenix Suns fans want Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Which baffles me because Aiden is actually a better offensive player than Gobert, and they're similar defensively. I'm like, why would you want to make that move? But it looks like those fans are turning on Aiden, um, and he may be out of there anyway, so they're kind of looking at Gobert. And I'm like, I don't know about that one. If I had to choose between the two, I think I would still go with Aiden on that. In the event that Utah try to trade Donovan Mitchell. We know a few teams out there that will move mountains to get Donovan Mitchell. New York, of course. As you say, Miami's always in these in these conversations. Um, what about a team like Philadelphia? Would you kick James Harden or Utah? <laughs> Bring in Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Let me tell you. If and I'm almost positive Philly management does not have this mindset but if i'm in charge i'm getting Harden out of there as fast as humanly possible for anything even remotely close to like donovan mitchell talent like i would just have him gone apparently but then you but then you could look like the smartest one in the room if also ben simmons has a bad year so you got rid of simmons you get rid of Harden, and you bring in just something something of value get zach levine Yes. Yeah. Look. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think the Bulls are anything good for that, but let, let, let me tell you, Harden's hired a, a a trainer. Apparently, he's gonna be working hard this all season. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> he's a, look. It's a, it's a contract. Big surprise year. there. Yeah, it's yeah, contract. Big surprise year. <laughs> there. <laughs> this is gonna be the best Harden we've seen. <laughs> Who's his trainer? Trevor Ariza. <laughs> he's like, this is the year. Trust me. This is the one. Yeah, I'm telling you. Your last um, big payday. Look, we, we we might see Prime Harden this year. Then once he gets that contract, it's going to be downhill again. <laughs> oh, my god. Speaking goodness. of which, um, because they're inevitably tied, I, to me anyways, to each other, the Brooklyn Nets did extend, extend Kyrie Irving, correct? No, they're they're saying that – okay. The first they're reports, leaning that way then. Yes, the first reports was they weren't going to do it. Now reports are coming out saying they will do it. So can't no one do anything until, like, July. Uh, once the finals mm-hmm. is over with, once the draft is over with. 
then you can make your moves. I can't remember the dates, whatever the free agency period is. So now, so now they're saying the Nets are leaning towards um, giving him a contract extension. It doesn't have to be the big contract. It could be a, a, a two-year contract extension. We don't know yet because they have to do what's best to protect their franchise because they've done it the player's way. Now it's time to do it the management's way because player's way doesn't work. So now it's time to do it the, the, the management way. You got to take control of the team. You can't I, – I know they don't want to piss Durant off by letting Kyrie walk, so it has to be a middle ground there. We will extend you, but it's going to be a shorter deal. That's that's how I look at it. So, Do you, do you think there's like a point to where even Kevin Durant, who seems to not care about much at all, who even he's like, yeah, get rid of him? Or do you think he's already there? Like how do you think – or do you think he doesn't care at all, honestly, at this point? I don't think he's there yet, but if they have another complete and other failure next season, then I think Durant's going to be there. <laughs> I, I think he's going to be there. Because at the end, of, listen, at the end of the day, let's be perfectly clear, because this is a very deep, entwined situation. Kevin Durant has a championship. Kyrie Irving has a championship. They really don't need each other. They're friends, but they already have that ring. James Harden, on the other hand, didn't. And that's why when he saw all the fuckery going around, he was just like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> this, 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 as bad as I am, and as many vices as I have, I can't deal with y'all. So mm. that that's the most damning thing to me as to show how much of a mess Brooklyn was where James Harden was just like, I can't deal with y'all. And he doesn't mm. even have a ring, right? <laughs> A ring with Brooklyn would have meant more for Harden than it would have for Durant yeah. and Kyrie. And then also the funny thing that everyone has talked about, the two teams they left are the two teams that we're watching right now. Yeah. <laughs> that you so can't make up. Extremely ironic. You you cannot make that up. You just cannot. I told you from day one, Boston played better without Kyrie. We all knew Golden State was still beast without Durant. They want to read without him. So, what if but, the true conspiracy of the NBA wasn't that they wanted Boston in there? It's that they wanted to teach them a lesson, and then and then by turn like teach Brooklyn a lesson. Like this isn't how you win here in our league. That you can't do this. And they just well, they're like, look at the teams you left. Look what happened. Basketball, basketball gods, basketball gods. Because because <laughs> no. remember. Remember, Golden State and Boston were built through the draft. All their key players mm -hmm. were drafted. So there's something to what you just said. <laughs> there's there's really something to that. Um, yeah, their, their key guys, all those guys were drafted on both sides. It's, it's beautiful when it works. It does it does take a while, but it's beautiful when it works and. Uh, Pat Riley spoke this this week, and uh, even Eric Spolstra mentioned Boston is like, that's the way that you're supposed to build a team, mm -hmm. and you're supposed to go through the steps and go through the pain, which Boston has. I mean, they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals so many times, and they finally broke through this year. I mean, dude, Jason Tatum's like 24, and he's been to the Eastern Conference Finals four times. Like, that's mm -hmm. unheard of. Like, <laughs> Boston has always been there, and they finally broke through this year. Did they have help? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they broke through this year. Um, so that's that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. 
So speaking of someone who can't break through anymore, LeBron James has been doing a lot of talking on his shoulder shop. For the second time, he's mentioned that he would like to play for Golden State <laughs> before he retires. You know, the first time, Steph was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> LeBron's mm-hmm. mentioned it again. And then apparently also LeBron mentioned the Miami Heat saying that he could help us immediately, have a, have a big impact immediately. If you're the Lakers, are you afraid that LeBron is done with y'all? I think there's a, a mutual ownership of both of them knowing that they're coming to the end of their road together. I don't think there's a lot of animosity towards either one there. I think they knew from the beginning, they're like, this is a great business opportunity regardless of what's going on. And they won a championship. There's nothing to be mad at each other for. LeBron's uh, towards the end of his career anyways. The the Lakers couldn't have possibly thought they were going to get much more out of him anyways, I, I'm sure. you know. And the championship, in my eyes, justifies everything on both parts. He could go anywhere. He's in the limelight, or he's in the like, end part of his career. There's a lot of guys who move around like that. I know we all see King James, as, you want, as people want to call him, as like, you know, something else. But his career shouldn't be compared to anybody else's. And if he wants to go and hunt championships with teams, and if they want to pay him enough to come there, then that's all on on those two parties involved in that. Um, well, we want to watch and see what he's got left, of course. But I don't think there's any animosity, or I don't think anybody's getting blindsided in this situation. I don't think LeBron is going to handle it in, in that sort of situ- like type of way this part in his career he's not burning bridges with anybody he went back to a place that felt burned by him and he won them a championship he he's basically like universally loved i I don't really think there's a lot of fallout from this period um it'd be different the way if he wanted to go to golden state and when kevin durant did it after getting beat and not having a championship already he went to the people who beat him that's a little bit different than this situation here. Um, and then as far as mentioning Miami again, of course we know he's comfortable there. He knows what he's getting into there. They were just in the conference finals and lost. So he, he, he knows what he could do in a situation like that. He could say, and, and like I said, he, he's been there, so he's comfortable with it. He hasn't been to Boston. He hasn't been to Phoenix, you, you know, some of these other places. Um, so who, who knows? He might drop another couple teams in the mix, but you know, I, I don't think there's going to be any like major fallout from this. And if he goes this season or next, or the Lakers help him with that, or they stick around, keep it for another season before you know whatever. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot of negativity coming out of it. I'll say that. Well, you know, <clears throat> we. <laughs> We've talked about the Lakers extensively. Myself, you, even Mike, when he's been on. We've talked about the Lakers extensively. And Mike was the first one to pose the question, as far as how the Lakers can get better, how about trading LeBron, right? Because everybody's like, oh, trade Westbrook. Trade Anthony Davis. But he was like, okay, what about trade LeBron? Then actually Stephen A. Smith. Hey, the Lakers should trade LeBron. As a Heat fan, I don't want LeBron James nowhere near my team ever again in life. Period. I just don't. We moved on. Like, 
We got what we got. We moved on. There was a huge love letter to Cleveland by him during the uh, All-Star game this past year. Um, Golden State's not going to happen. Stephen Curry is not going to go for that. Draymond Green, even though him and LeBron are cool, those boys aren't going for that. So I don't know. We've never heard LeBron James talk like he's talking now as far as throwing out teams that he mm-hmm. would like to play for. Like We've never heard LeBron do that. He's always been secretive about it. So that's why I guess it's a little jarring to me. It's like, okay, is he trying to angle his way out of Los Angeles right now? Because he, he just doesn't talk about that. He, he'll talk about mm-hmm. everything else. But when it comes to teams he wants to play for, LeBron shuts down. He doesn't say a word. And now he's doing it. So I'm not saying there's animosity between him and the Lakers, but I just think that he knows they are what they are. He doesn't feel like they're going to get any better. Um, mm-hmm. he, may, he may be over the, the Westbrook experiment. Let's just, he, might, he might be. And he's looking to go somewhere else. And don't be surprised if he politely forces his way out this offseason because they can't do anything right now. They have no cap space. They have no draft picks until 2027, no first-round draft picks. What they have is what they have. So it may be best for both parties for him to move on and for them to move on. I just don't think Miami's the spot because – Looking at the Lakers situation and looking at the Heat, I wouldn't want to give up Bam. They can have anything else they want, but I, I just know the Lakers would want Bam. And I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm good. You can have Tyler. You can have Duncan. You can have anybody else. We keep it Bam. So I think we would have to give up too much to get LeBron, even at his advanced age. And I don't want to do that. Um, Who do you think the dark horse is? For LeBron? Yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. But, no, I'm not going to say it because he's not going to win a championship there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Dark horse means somewhat believable. It's believable, but he wouldn't go there because the fucking Knicks. But even if he went there, they wouldn't win the championship. Okay, no. but they do have they have young, tough pieces because that's what the Lakers would want: young guys who they can move forward with. New York could do that, but he wouldn't win in New York, so that would be advantage Lakers, but it wouldn't be advantage necessarily LeBron. Miami makes sense, of course. Golden State makes sense, but between the two, Miami makes more sense than Golden State because Golden Golden State's like, no, we're good. Miami on the other end is like, we want to be good again, but I just think Miami would have to give up too much. So mm-hmm. plus we're plus we're still looking at what's going on in Utah. But if LeBron wasn't trying to win a championship, Orlando, because y'all got a, a lot of young guys, some of which y'all got to get rid of. Um, New York again. You know, teams like that. Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't want it to be the Heat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I know it's not going to be Golden State. They're not doing that again. But I don't want it to be the Heat. And South mm-hmm. Florida is like angry at me right now. Um, I don't care. Because <laughs> there's a lot of Heat fans that want them back. There, a lot mm-hmm. of Heat fans now 
are Heat fans because of LeBron, and a lot of them stayed after LeBron left. So they would love to have him back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm the guy that said I didn't even want Wade to come back after he retired because we rebounded so quick. So it's like at some point you have to move on from these guys. So um, no, no, thank you. No, thank you, LeBron. No shade, but no thank you. <laughs> what would your dark horse be for LeBron James? There's oh, another team. There's um, another team floating, and they're in the Western Conference. He would never go there, but there is one other team, and that's Minnesota. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think he's interested in going to like unpleasant cities as as well either. Like too crazy. Like I don't think he's gonna go to Toronto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like too too crazy. Um, man, I don't. I don't know. The guys in uh, down the hall, I know they don't want anything to do with him either. Um, in down Clipper the hall. Land. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, it'd be crazy is if he went to Brooklyn. <laughs> and somehow they pulled that off. Or Philly. Like, if they were able to uh, get rid of the cancer that is James Harden and flip that for LeBron and have <laughs> LeBron and Embiid. That'd be interesting. Anywhere. I, I don't think uh, he goes anywhere near a Chicago team because of MJ. Um, and Milwaukee probably doesn't want anything to do with him either. No, I would imagine. So, like, I'm just no. trying to think of teams that came close that could use something to put them over the top. And I, I don't – there's not, like uh, – what about Memphis? Nah, nah. Memphis too grimy for him. Nah. Yeah, same. And, and nobody wants to go to Atlanta, I feel like. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, really up in the air based on, you know, honestly, he's going to end up in Miami. He's going to end up in Miami. Fuck you. He's going to end up in Miami. Now I'm shooting you a bird. Fuck you. Uh, Mitchell's <laughs> going to stay in Utah, and you're going to get LeBron James trip, too. He's taking Look. his talents back. South Beach. On everything I love, if that's the storyline this offseason, I'm going to punch myself in the face. <laughs> I may take a year. Look, this thing with Boston and Miami really had me contemplating retiring from the podcast. If LeBron James comes back to Miami, I don't think I can do it. I can't. I can't. Neither right. The NBA, a long letter about how you're I, upset with the refs. <laughs> Bro, I can't do – the only time I didn't like being a basketball fan was when Miami was in – I'm sorry, when LeBron was in Miami the first time. I was miserable. I, I Because people who, who saw me and saw me with my Heat stuff and my Heat tag on my car at the time, they're like, oh, you're just a Heat fan because of LeBron James. I'm, no, I don't even like this guy. Did he help us win two championships? Yes. Did we go to the finals four years in a row? Yes. Was I a huge LeBron James fanboy? No. I refused to buy any of his stuff. Uh, when I bought my last championship ring, you could have players' names engraved on it. The first one I bought was Wade. The second one I put Haslam's name on it. Like, I bought no LeBron James stuff when he was in Miami because I was anti-LeBron. I really was. Um, yeah, but it's all, it's all, like, nobody cares what how you felt. You won two championships. Oh, cry baby, you don't like your best player. Who first cares? Of all, 
First of who all, cares? First Nobody of all, cares. You o- only you care. Only you care. Hold on, hold on, you little shit. My feelings matter, okay? But let me tell you something. Okay. 2006, we won a championship without LeBron James, so I was already good. Yep. Let's just make let's just make that clear. I, Wade's legacy was set then. I was already good, okay? What I'm saying is, is that the time that I hated being a basketball fan was when LeBron James was in Miami. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, you want to know what sucks other than that? Not winning championships. So <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares about how you felt because you won championships. Fuck off, man. <laughs> Tired of it. We're, we're not going to bring your bullshit-ass Orlando Magic into this, okay? We're, we're, we're not going to do that because they've had their chances. So we're we're mm-hmm. not doing that today. That's what we're not going to do. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll wait till we get Cortez back on, and then I'll take both of y'all on by myself. I'm did also you see, not going to listen to you cry about LeBron James. Sorry. Did, did you see, speaking of Cortez, you know we love you, brother. <laughs> I trolled him because he his uh, nephew graduated from, uh, I guess, high school or college or whatnot. And Cortez did this appreciation post for his nephew, you know, graduated. His nephew had on a heat jersey. So I, I commented under the post. I said, hey, you know, congrats, nephew, on graduating. And also, congrats for wearing that heat jersey. <laughs> And then Kevin jumped in and Kevin said something like, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, yeah, he's a smart kid from wearing that jersey. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Kevin, before we go, I would like to say happy birthday to Kevin Carter of the Balls in Our Court podcast. So today is Kevin's birthday. So Happy birthday, Kevin. From myself, from Bryce, from all the the two fans of the Hardwood Nation, happy birthday, Kevin. You got any last words for us, Bryce? Nope. I just hope Golden State wins. I hope Golden State shits on Jason Tatum so him and Deuce can cry together in the offseason. But Jason Tatum's going to be back. He is. He, he He's going to be yeah, back. Yeah, he's so not going. He'll, he'll get a championship eventually. Anyone who, who subscribes from us in Boston, I think they're going to unsubscribe from us today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even hate on Boston, really. I, I, it's not that. I just like I didn't buy into the type of hype everyone bought in. I just thought, like, I didn't think they were not good. I just mm-hmm. didn't know how good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'll give them their flowers. I, you know, con- kudos. And when they, if they win, I congratulate them. You know, for, mm-hmm. you know, that's all. That that's all good. I'm not bashing their team. I just didn't think they would make it this far. So I thought, I think Golden State's going to finish them off. So well, here's the thing about some of the Boston fans we've seen, and you know, Clay and uh, Draymond both have spoken out about how vulgar those fans have been. Now we've gone to games. You've heard me say things on games. I'm pretty sure I've heard you say things at games. I mean, people are vulgar at games. We get it, but. There's a couple of fan bases that are just a little extra with it. Just a little, they put a little more sauce on it. You know, I'm talking about Philly and I'm talking about Boston and God fucking knows I'm talking about them goddamn Knicks fans. Okay. (laughs) They sent it out. I think it's like the cold, like it's the (laughs) Northeast. It's just what it is because you cross right over it into Canada and it's like a culture change. It's not like that. It's just the northeast of the United States. They're also angry. Right, right. It might, it might be something to that. It, it might be something to that. So, but they have to take it like they give it. That's my only thing. So, 
God knows they can give it. But man, there's some pussies when you start talking shit about their team. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, you you, you got to take it as well as you can dish it. So please, with that said, <laughs> cuss us out if you want in the comments. We don't care. We're reading to say thank you anyway. Like and subscribe to our content if you love all things NBA. Share our YouTube channel, videos, whatever. We're on Twitter as well. We're on Facebook. Pretty much everywhere there's a social presence. We're there. Do we use it all the time? Absolutely not. But we're on there sometimes. So we appreciate all of our two fans. Once again, happy birthday, Kevin. And we will see you mm -hmm. all guys soon. See ya.